It was a season we will never forget, and now it's over. Comes to a screeching halt in Maryland as the Texans bow to Baltimore 34-10. to It was tied at 10 at the break, and Coke, memorable moments. We've had so many this season, but let's recap this game. Nothing like you, your friends, your family, listening to and watching Texans football. Brought to you by Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola together tastes better. All right. After a three and out, Texans took the ball to start the game. Wanted to see if they could strike first on offense. They couldn't do it. Three and out. Ravens drive, but the defense stiffens and holds Baltimore to a 53-yard field goal by Tucker. Three-nothing Ravens. Eventually, Texans tie it up. Fairbairn, 50-yard field goal. We're knotted up at three, and that looks pretty good. The Ravens put together their only touchdown drive of the first half after that. Lamar Jackson to Nelson Aguilar, and it's 10-3. Baltimore ahead by seven. Texans can't move it. They make another stop. Baltimore punts, and Houston gets on the board with this. Texans down seven, about to get the rock back. Steven Sims back deep. Here's the snap to Stout. The punter gets it off. Sims tracking forward, and he makes the catch at the 34. Starts right, cuts up the middle, 40, 45, 50. Sims still going, breaks a tackle, angles to his left, 40, 30, 20, 10. He's going to score. Rock and roll. Touchdown. Steven Sims to the house. And that was awesome because the Texans tied it up with the extra point. We are knotted up at 10. Now Houston would eventually get back into field goal range. 47-yarder by Fairbairn. No good. Wide right. We went to the break. 10-10. In the second half, all Ravens all the time. They opened with the ball. Big kickoff return to their 45, 55-yard drive after that. Lamar Jackson, 15-yard touchdown run, 17-10 Baltimore. Texans couldn't move it. Ravens got it back. Johnston pins them inside the 10 at the Ravens 7. Could you make a stop and get the ball back? No. 93-yard drive in seven-plus minutes. Jackson, another touchdown pass, and it's up. 24-10 for the Baltimore Ravens, and it was just all Baltimore after that. Texans couldn't move it again. Ravens put together an 11-play touchdown drive, 31-10 after that. Tucker added a late field goal, 34-10. And just to paint the picture a little more, time of possession was ridiculous here. 15-minute advantage for the Baltimore Ravens, 37-35 to 22-25 for the Houston Texans. And on the ground, they were rolling in the second half. 229 rushing yards in this game. Jackson, 11 carries, 100 yards, two rushing touchdowns. And he also threw it for 152 and threw two touchdown passes, while Zay Flowers had four catches for 41. Meanwhile, C.J. Stroud, 19 of 33, 175 yards, no TDs, no picks. And Devin Singletary, only 22 yards on nine carries. Nico had five catches. Singletary had five. Schultz had five. But the Texans, you get the picture, could not move the football 352 total yards to 213, and Houston bows out of the playoffs. Andre, what's that pass rush report telling us? Yep, the Texans, uh, our ATB sack report, the Texans had three sacks in today's game. Kirk Heinish had one. He got it started. Blake Cashman and Desmond King as part of Sacks for Hunger. ATB will donate $1,000 to the Houston Food Bank every time the Texans sack the quarterback, the H-E-B sack attack. It's brought to you by H-E-B, the official tailgate headquarters of the Houston Texans. So, Andre, late in the first half, pass rush starts to work. They make stops. They get the ball back. They miss the field goal. But, okay, you're tied 10-10 at the half. Second half, 
the Ravens were not running every play, but it felt like that. The ground game really made the difference. Yeah, I mean, he only had a couple of passes in the second half, especially the early in the second half. And then uh, the ground game just took over. When the Texans went for it on fourth down and failed to convert, they ran it eight times in a row before a completion to Zay Flowers and then right went right back into running the football, and Lamar ultimately got himself into the end zone. It's uh, some work need going to have to be done in the uh, in the offseason in terms of stopping the run and maybe even shoring up the offensive line a little bit more. Titus Howard will be back uh, at left guard. You get Drew Scruggs to move back to his natural position of, uh, of center, and then you kind of go from there and see if you can build some depth and uh, maybe some help at wide receiver for CJ to go along with it, but we got a long way to go, and uh, and it's it's only it's been encouraging to see what this year brought. I'm I'm super excited about the future of this team and the organization. No question, you've mentioned it before. This has been the most fun we've had oh, no in doubt. a long time, maybe no ever, calling yeah. these games. So many unforgettable wins. Yeah. When you look at beating Jacksonville the first time mm-hmm. down there, the first meeting down there. Pittsburgh, dominating win. J.J. Watt time. Tampa, Ogunbowale kicks the field goal. Even last last week. C.J. to tank. Last week, beating the Titans in the Oiler uniforms up there. Beating them again. Colts. The Colts, two weeks ago, an amazing win to send you to the playoffs to win the division for the first time in four years. Countless moments and memories we have this season. It's just painful to see it end this way today. Had the Texans... With the Texans season ending tonight, I never thought it would happen quite like this. With a 24-point loss where you just couldn't get the ball in the second half. Yeah. Or when you did get it, you couldn't do anything. I think it. because of the way the season has played out, it would have hurt no matter what sure. the score was. But uh, maybe you live with it a little bit better when if it's a one-score game and, and you didn't have the uh, the, the, the hidden yardage mm-hmm. in terms of penalties, the negative hidden yardage. Those hurt because you're on a drive, and then all of a sudden you're backing up because of a false start. Then that takes you out of field goal range. You're punting instead of lining up, kicking a field goal to add points to an already tied game or maybe even you know taking a lead at, at some point going into the half when uh, Kaimi misses his first field goal on the road. That would have been huge because it puts all types of pressure on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to come out of the locker room and and do exactly what they did. Now, without the pressure, they go down. I don't think it's quite as easy Hmm. as if they're trailing 13-10 as if it's or when it's tied up. 10 apiece. Every little bit helps. 11 penalties against the Texans, 70 yards. That's a lot of yards. And against a team like this. I mean, you keep giving them. That spells not being able to stop the run. 200-plus yards on the ground Mm. given up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a hard way to go down. Reliant power player of the game. Forget about that. Let's do the reliant power player of the season. And I think there's no question about who this is going to be Mm. from the official energy provider of the Houston Texans, Reliant. Dre, C.J. Stroud has given the organization so much early success in his career, in D'Amico Ryan's career, his first year as head coach, making the playoffs, winning a playoff game, winning the division. But C.J. Stroud, despite what we saw here tonight with the offense, unable to get the ball into the TDCU red zone, the future is so bright. No doubt. You've got the most important position in sports taken care of, and that is such a good thing. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he gives this. He gives you reason for hope. He gives you reason for to to know there's promise with with his team. I think uh, when uh, they were looking, when the McNairs were looking for a head coach, they got it right there with D'Amico Ryan's, 
and then obviously with C.J. Stroud. And I think that's going to line this organization up for success for some time, for quite some time. He uh, he's been he's had a heck of a season, one that I don't think he could have even dreamed of mm-hmm. uh, coming into the NFL and and uh, being a part of this this team and this organization. The way he's taken a leadership role uh, in uh, in the season, I mean, all the way through. He I watched after the game and just how many Ravens players were approaching CJ and giving him hugs and and congratulating him on an, an outstanding season. That's respect already as a rookie. The future is very, very bright in Houston, especially at the quarterback spot. Got to the divisional round through one half. You were tied with the best team in football in the second half. They took over, and they're going to be a tough team to beat, especially right here in this building. They will host the AFC Championship game next week. What's up for next year? Final thoughts here from Baltimore where the Houston Texans' season comes to an end, 34-10. The Ravens beat the Texans. And they march on to the AFC Championship game here in Baltimore next week while the Texans get ready for 2024 Prime Sport Tale of the Tape. Brought to you by Prime Sport. Visit primesport.com for your VIP experience needs. Well, it's painful to think about now because it is so fresh. But the offseason arrives and the Houston Texans with a lot of cap space. Obviously, the draft capital there. They've got the better pick in the Houston-Cleveland swap deal with Arizona. So they'll get the Browns pick, and we'll find out exactly what happens soon enough in the months to come. And then next year, Dre, these Baltimore Ravens at NRG Stadium, right? You're going to go to Kansas City. You're playing the AFC East, and you're going to go to New England, and you're also going to go to the New York Jets while Buffalo and Miami invade NRG Stadium and it's just going to be Back fun to, New to York, see. Huh? NFC North, you're going to go to Minnesota yeah. and go to Green Bay. And we'll find out. Maybe you have an international game there. Don't even know because the NFC has the nine home games. So you have eight home games in the regular season, nine road games. And who knows how they line all these up, how many times you're in prime time. But the future is so bright. It's very exciting to think about the schedule. Yeah, it really is. And uh, the future's bright. You feel like you have a shot <clears throat> each and every time number seven is under center. And uh, it just it's it's just such a luxury to have that part of it taken care of, where you don't go into an off season wondering what you're going to do at quarterback. You get Tank Dell back mm-hmm. next year, and that's another weapon. I think they can add another receiver, and then you start working on the defensive side of the ball, along with the offensive line, where you maybe start thinking cornerback, another corner where you uh, you can bump somebody down inside to play the play over the slot and play, be a little more aggressive. Uh, next year off or defensively. So there's a lot of ways this can go in the offseason. There's going to be a lot of speculation here and there. But this is a good football team that's going to continue to build. I think Johnny said something like this down the stretch, but you got every possible ounce of achievement out of this team yes. that you yeah. could. They did, right? Squeezed all the, the juice out of the orange, so mm-hmm. to speak. And, uh, and I think uh, you got a lot of guys to play hard, play well. Derek Barnett coming in. Uh, as a um, in-season pickup and played, I mean, he played some outstanding football. Uh, Khalil Davis, another guy that mm. played outstanding DHC in the middle of the played well. No doubt about it, stepping yep. in at safety because of injuries there. So you've got, uh, you, you, you got the most out of this football team, I think. No question about that, my friend. It's always a pleasure to call always, these games. Always. I can't believe it's over for this year, but I can't wait for August when we get going again. Yep, same here, and 
looking forward to draft night, and that's the <laughs> kind of first uh, shoe to drop, so to speak, and we'll take it from there. We will take it from there indeed, and we want to thank our partners at Odyssey Radio, flagship station, Sports Radio 610, and the Bull 100.3 FM, and I know many of our affiliates are iHeart too, so thank you all for being a part of the Houston Texans network, and we want to thank everybody at the Houston Texans for their support, their help, Texans PR, in allowing us, aiding us, enabling us to get the interviews, get everything we need to put these games and shows together for you all season long. And we can't wait for August when the Texans play in the preseason and get 2024 fired up in campaign number two for D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud. That's going to do it from the booth. We want to thank everyone who worked on this broadcast, our producer and halftime host, Robert Hensley, our engineer, Aaron Rabold, Ryan Rocket, the maestro, doing so well for us all the time at Network Control. Chris Santiago with the highlight work. Johnny Harris with the sideline reporting duties. Andre Ware with game analysis. I'm Mark Vandermeer thanking you all for listening to all the games in the 2023 season. And we are done here in Baltimore. A sad ending to an otherwise bright and wonderful season for the Houston Texans. The final score from Maryland. The Baltimore Ravens 34, the Houston Texans 10. Have a great offseason. This is Texans Radio. You've been listening to Houston Texans Football. Brought to you by Reliant Energy, Houston area Ford dealers, Cachada Casino Resort, and by Red Diamond. This is Texans Radio.